In the words of a king, there is power. And as we behold him with unveiled faces, we're transformed into the very image of God. Welcome to the teaching ministry of Dr. K. Ijishesan, brought to you by Kingswood Ministries International. We believe that as you listen, faith is stirred up in you to become all that God has called you to be. Are you ready to receive from God? Okay. Uh, this is Father's Day, right? So it's expected that the message should be inclined towards fathers. But what I'm going to do this morning is not just going to be for the male gender. Of course, there'll be something unique for the male gender. But beyond the male gender, there'll be something for every one of you. Do you love that? And the reason being that ultimately we are all children of God. And if there's anything that we need to know by revelation is what fatherhood is from the perspective of what God is to you. There's no religion because I don't consider Christianity a religion. So although they generally put us under religion, but we're not religious. We do life with Jesus. We have relationship with Jesus. Am I right? So under religion, there's no fatherhood. Muhammad is nobody's father. <laughs> it's all about a distant God that the people are always afraid of. I don't know if you know what I'm talking about. It's always about a God that you have to appease lest he gets angry with you. But I've come to let you know this morning that you have a father in him. It's not just some God far away. It's your father. If there was anything that was strange to the Jews where the teaching of Jesus was concerned is the fact that he referred to God as his father all the time. And they couldn't capture it. Because Judaism does not present God as a father. He was presented as El Shaddai, Jehovah Jireh, Jehovah Nisi, Jehovah Sikenu, you know, different names. And as powerful as all those names are, none of them comes close to God be your father. Under the New Testament, the major presentation of God was from his fatherhood point of view. Here we see Paul talk about that the father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who happens to be your father too, may give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of him. In Romans chapter 8 verse 15, he says, For we have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear, but we have received the spirit of adoption whereby we cry, Abba, Father. You know, interesting enough, those two words, Abba, Father, they, are, they literally mean Father. Abba means Father, Father means Father. Anyway, the word Father in the Greek, in that context, is the word Pater, P-A-T-E-R, from which the word paternity is derived. 
Abba Pata. Abba implies closeness, intimacy. Not just a father far away. Not just a father that deposited the seed. But the father that is so close that you can never imagine. The Bible says in John chapter 14 verse 18. He said, for I will not leave you comfortless. The doctor says, I will not leave you as orphans. I've come to tell somebody under the sound of my voice that you are not just alone in this world doing life by yourself without any help. You are not doing life without comfort. You are not doing life without help. But rather you do life with your father right with you. Somebody say, how do you know the spirit of God in us is the proof of our sonship. The Bible says in Galatians chapter 4 verse 6 it talks about that we are sons because he has sent the spirit of the son into us. Carrying the Holy Ghost is a proof that you are his son. That is your father. A father that is right there with you 24-7. A father that you don't have to climb to go and meet because he's already in you. I remember growing up in some religious setting and we sing songs like, come down, oh Lord. Now listen, he does not need to come down because he has come down already. He came down on the day of Pentecost and since then he has been around. Anybody feels the presence of the Father? The Spirit of God in a believer is the proof that the Father is with you. Ladies and gentlemen, I've got news for you. You are not dealing with an absentee father. You are not dealing with a spam donor. You are dealing with an ever-present father. He said, I will be a father to you. I will be a God to you. He's an ever-present father. And he's a father that has much capacity. He's great. He's mighty. And everything he has is at your disposal. He's a father that forgives easily. Do I need to say that again? I say he's a father that forgives what? Easily. So I say, are you so sure? Yes, I'm sure. If you have ever read the story of the prodigal son, in Luke chapter 15 from verse 11, that word, it talks about how that son messed up. Did he really mess up? He messed up big time. Do you know what it means to approach your living father? That I can't wait for you to die. So guess what? You can as well give me what is mine now. I'm not ready to wait till you are dead and somebody's, you know, reading your will, adding my stuff. That was how embarrassing it was. And everybody in the village knew that this man's son, you know, the man had two sons, the younger, the younger one, is demanding for his asset while he's still alive. So they, he walked out on his father. I wasted everything he got from me. Wasted it with righteous living. And after the guy has suffered, he woke up one day and he realized it's better off being with his father. So he was on his way back home. Broken. 
messed up, looking wretched. And here comes the father, seeing him from afar off. And the Bible says he ran towards him. I don't know if you know the story I'm talking about. He ran towards ah, Lekriala Kotoshuda Bakataya. Maybe that's not what was communicated to you growing up. You were introduced to a father that wants to be with you all the time. Say, okay, you will not hear what you better suffer. But here we see a picture of a compassionate father. Write it down. Compassionate father. And I came to tell somebody. Your every father is compassionate. Let me come down. Bring the puppy down. Let me close that to you. Do you love that? Bring the puppy down for me. See after me. Say, stand up and see after me. Say, my heavenly father is compassionate. Come on, Sharice again. Say, he's compassionate. Preach it to your neighbor. Say, I have a father that cares, that loves, that provides. That protects. I have the best dad. Who is your best dad? Is your best dad? I have a dad that will not leave you hanging. You know, something happened to me as a young man. I was about 15 years old. You may be seated. I was about 15 years old and I was to sit for my Wahek. What do you call it? SSC. Okay, we call it Wahek those days. I'm of the B, GSS, SS. We did, we did from one, from two, from three, from four, from five. Uh, okay, you can call me ancient of this. It's okay. I probably went to school before you were born. This is the truth. I entered secondary school in 1982. Okay. How many years ago? Almost 50, almost 40 years. 39 years and when I was supposed to finish in 1987 uh, it happened to be I left secondary school 87 it's okay breaking news so uh, it happened to be a, a period of time that uh, my parents were broke but you know what my dad did he started selling his stuff to ensure I did not miss my wife. And as a 15-year-old, it marked my mind that this is how much this man loves me. He, was, he could have said, wait till next year. But I said, no way. I would rather sell my stuff to ensure you get into university next year. And that's what he did. And you know, anytime I'm not pleased with what my dad has done, my mind goes back to that. That in spite of his flaws, he's a good man. And that's what fathers do. They sacrifice. Do you know what literally happened on the cross? God sacrificed his son. That's why the Bible says in John 15, 13, greater love has no man than this. Love cannot be better than this. Love cannot be greater than this. Love cannot be higher than this. Love cannot be more than this. That a man will lay down his life. Lift up your two hands and shout, I'm loved. 
maybe you are here, there are a bunch of things you would have want manifested in your life and you are like, I wish, I wish, stop wishing. Ladies and gentlemen, the cross is the greatest demonstration of love. And that's what fathers do. They love. Now, there's a difference between showing emotions and loving. Men might not be given to the show of emotion like women. But that does not mean they don't care. True fathers care. And your heavenly father care. Lift up your two hands and shout, I have a father that loves, that cares. And like you will say it, I have a father that sends. Oh, you didn't get it. My father sends. He's not just that father that will leave you angry. You're on your own. No. He's a father that runs towards a child who has held. All the image that's been given to you growing up that does not line up to true, authentic fathership, fatherhood, I want you to trash it today. Maybe they have given you an image of fathers that just, they just sow seed all over the place. And we have some in our society. They have children that they don't know. Authentic fathers are not just spam donors. They watch over the seed. Fine, it's the women that carry the seed, but they are the one that supply the seed. And after they have supplied the seed to the one that will carry it, they still ensure, they follow up to ensure the seed becomes the fullness. Maybe you grew up in a home where the father was not responsible. That's not a true image of fatherhood. Fathers care. No wonder the Bible says in 1 Peter chapter 5 verse 7, is that casting all your cares on him, the father, who cares for you affectionately and he cares about you watchfully. Fathers, they watch over the seeds. They protect their seed. I mean, there have been movies of fathers that literally lied over their children or their child when there was a high assassin to ensure the child lives. They took bullets for the child. But you know, that's what God did for you in Jesus. The punishment you deserve, it took. The judgment you deserve, it took. The abandonment you deserve, Jesus took. Fathers, they show love. They are compassionate. That was what that man did when he saw that son coming. He forgot about all the mistakes he has made. Just for the fact that he's coming home. I'm coming after him. Do you know that's the way God is running towards you every day? He's running towards you every day. You think you are the one chasing him. He's the one running you down. And I want to prophesy over you that in this season, I see God running you down with blessings that will, that will blow your mind. I want to declare over somebody what nobody in your lineage has done until now. You will do by the grace of God. I see by the impartation of the Father. I see you carried, you carried beyond your wildest imagination, taken to new highs, taken to new places. Talk to your neighbor say, I have a father. You know, there's a song, you know, that about, about that fatherhood. I have a father who never, 
You don't know it. No, not that one. That's not that one. I've, I've, no, no, not that one. No, no, not that one. That one. That one is okay, but that's the, the one I was thinking. I have a father. That feels. Y'all see, it's my father. Oh, you don't know that one. I have a father. Never tell me. I have a father. Oh, yeah, get up, get up. Let's sing now. Never, never fail me. I have a father. Never, never Why did you come to church to form this money? Package. Ah, the one that gave you breads. The one that formed you when you had no clothes. Now, because you are wearing designer, you are packaging. Ah, come on. I have a father. Should I call you? Because your pastor got A. The rest of you, I give you C minus. Talk to your neighbor and say, Why are you packaging? Why are you for me? Ah, ah. Ah, ah. Okay, I give you 90 seconds to convince me that you're not for me. Okay, are you ready? to make is this. Real fathers care. Real fathers, the love. I mean, just yesterday, my wife was out ministering and with my daughter and it was just me and my son. Of course, a few other people at home. And apparently, maybe he took something the day before in the morning that upset his stomach. Now, he's not a baby. He's a 19-year-old. But you needed to see the way I was like, okay, okay, what do we do? How do we make you comforting? Now listen. I didn't have to read a manual. 
He's my son. I didn't just give him life. It's my responsibility to take care of him. You know, I live in a place where, you know, in America, it's normal once you're 18 and you're going to university, you go take loan. I said to my wife, I said, none of these kids is taking loan. My own children. They will now start their life with loan. I know, no way. I remember several years ago, one of my church members was getting married, a medical doctor. So just before the wedding, I said, okay, how much loan do you have to your name? Say about half a million dollars. Say, ah, on that day when I was joining there, I was thinking, this man just married half a million dollar, and I refused to to do that to to the man that will marry my daughter. No, I'm a father. I care. I care. They deserve the best. It's not just when they are babies buying baby food for them. Even after I've released them to start their own family, I still have a responsibility to make sure they have something major in life. That's why the Bible says in Proverbs chapter 13, verse 22, a good man leaves inheritance for his children's children. I mean, what? I mean, my dream is that my son will be getting married, and after we have paid for the whole wedding, I will say, okay. This is the key to your house. And that's not spoiling your child. That's you. Nakaso. You know, all this, all this demonic mindsets. Majin Womo. I'm serious. You are, you're actually eating that child. A child that's not started life. He's just trying to say, wow. What kind of rubbish is that? That's a poverty mentality. That, a, that is a cost mindset. A good man leaves here. So if you have nothing good to leave your, your children, you are not good enough. A good man leaves inheritance for what? His children's children. In other words, it's not just your child. Even your grandchildren, as they are growing, they will say, thank God for grandpa. That's what fathers do. They don't just, they are not spam donors. They are more than spam donors. Of course, they are there at the start of life. They give the seed. As powerful as a woman is, a woman cannot have a child by herself. And by the way, can I say this by the Spirit of God? These feminism movements. A major part of it is demonic. I believe women should be given free expression. And if you know me very well, I love the woman in my life, apart from my wife. I mean, your senior pastor, is he not a woman? So I believe a man is not superior to a woman. The same God that created a man created what? A woman. Each one of them has their unique what? Functions. But there is this thing in this feminism. Thing. Can I speak freely? That is highly demonic. Have you noticed that anybody that carry a lorry, they are always angry. It's like they are fighting the whole world. And they expose themselves to demons. 
A man has no right to oppress a woman. The system must not be oppressive to women. I believe that. I believe the word. God's word is my final authority. Not the principles of feminism. Because some of these philosophies are from the pit of hell. They will just mask you with something that looks nice. But there are demons behind it. So women should be treated nicely. And I, I treat my wife nicely. I've never laid hands on my wife. I've, I've been married for 23 years. I don't believe you abusing women. You would have thought because of the call of God upon my life, I would tell my wife automatically, you are coming into ministry. No. When she eventually made up her mind to come to ministry, I was even the one asking her, are you sure? Even after she had said she wanted, I said, you can change your mind anytime more. Because it's not about how it makes me look. It's about you fulfilling your destiny. And the same way I have a right to fulfill my destiny, she has a right to fulfill her destiny. While helping me to do what God has called me to do, it's also my responsibility to make sure I help her to do what God has called her to do. For example, this morning, the original plan is that both of us will be together here. But she just felt that she needed to be in the Kuruvu church. And I did not even know until it, until it was it yesterday. Oh, you gave them your words. Okay, have, have fun. Now she's there, I'm here. Having fun. So I don't believe in women being oppressed. But please, don't be a student of feminism principles. Be a student of the world. Okay, I hope I didn't hurt anybody. And if I hurt you, there's a bam in Gilead. Somebody shout hallelujah. Because if you are talking about men who have abused women, I can tell you a lot about women who have abused men. The same way men carry demons, women too carry demons. And as a pastor, I've seen some. Let me share one with you. Several years ago, this is well over 10 years ago, one of the church members called me and he was panting as he was coming. I'm like, Kilo D. I said, Pastor, Pastor, is your daughter, is your daughter. I'm like, ah. I said, what's happening? He said, he wants to run me over with a car. So apparently, she was running and she was coming after him with the car, ready to run. True life story. So immediately I got the gist. I said, don't worry, I'll call her. So I called her immediately. I won't mention her name. So I called her and she picked up. And she, I said, he said, in the name of Jesus, I command you to stop. So she stopped. I said, go back to your apartment now and come into your house. At least thank God. That's why don't marry somebody that nobody can talk to. All this, we are doing secret relationship. You see, our life. <laughs> That's the day you realize who unto him that is alone. All this trusting yourself too much. I know what I want. I know some of you, the problem is you are too controlling. You just want to be... Don't tell anybody. Any relationship with a man, and the man asks you not to tell anybody, that's the day you say, there's no relationship. So I drove to their house. So when I got to there, I said, what's going on? 
By that time, she had come down. And the man said, I've won. Uh, I've won. I said, what did you, what's the one? To stop watching wrestling. I'm serious. True life story. So apparently, she's obsessed with wrestling. So she watches a lot of wrestling and she uses the man to practice. I'm serious, true. You know me, I can't lie. But on that day, she was so angry. So, apparently, he was not available for practice. She did, he did something and he wanted to practice as usual. So, this time around, he ran out because she, he knew what was coming. And I said, hey, you think you can run? And she, when she, she wants to get the car, I'll run you over. So, the guy said, I've told her to stop watching wrestling because every time she will not be using me to practice. And you know, today, she now took it to another level. She wanted to run me over with a car. I said, ah. That's crying. That's like, you know what comes upon me. True life story. I know of a lady that was beating her husband up consistently because she grew up in a home where the father was always beaten by the wife and her mother. So this guy had received beating severally. One day, ah ah, I want me okay. So just stop her and give her the beating of her life. She now called me. No, no, no. In fact, she was not the one that called me. He was the one that called me. He said, I just want to re- I want to report your, myself to you. I just finished beating your daughter. But he had the full story. He had the full story. She has been beating me all this while. But I just said, today, no more. And she couldn't believe how he will now say, look, that's the end of the marriage. She walked away. Because she felt it was her right to beat him. And he must never retaliate. So the abusive men, the abusive what? Women. And the all manner of abuse can be emotional. It can be verbal. And I'm never for abuse. Okay. Not for feminism talk or whatever, all this stuff. But the point I'm trying to make is this. You have a father that loves, that cares, that is compassionate, that doesn't give up on you. In fact, there are certain songs that we sing that we have to be very, very careful about. Should I give you an example? Now, listen. You are not supposed to be afraid of God. There's a difference between reference and being afraid. He said, he has not given you the spirit of bondage again to fear. Unless your own definition of Eru is reverence. But if Eru is like, ah, remember me, you can kill me. Any day, any time. I shall, I shall, we can, we can. Now listen, it's not a lawless God. It's a loving, caring, compassion. It's a good, kind, and kind God. Are you getting what I'm saying? So that's the image of God. You should have, because some of us, we have conflicting images. Was it last year? A friend of mine, very good friend of mine, also in ministry, called me. And he said, he said, Coyote, I did something. I said, what did you do? He said, my son did something I was mad. And I saw myself doing the same thing my father did to us growing up. 
things I've said I will never do. He said, I was like, oh my God, how did I get here? Just to let you know how powerful the images you see around you in your home is. The same thing you detested just because you captured it. If you are not deliberate about renewing your mind about it, you will find yourself doing the same thing in spite of the fact that you are not for it. Are you following me? So there are all manner of images of fatherhood. Daddy's house, mommy's house, you, you know, you know, in the oppressive image. But today I want to give you the authentic image. The true fatherhood of God. A father that loves, a father that cares, a father that protects. He said he shall give his angels charge over you to keep you in all your ways. He said we keep your going out and your coming in. He will keep you in all your ways. The sun shall not smite you by day, nor the moon by night. He said that dwells in the secret place of the most high shall abide. Under the shadow of the mighty, I will say of the Lord is my refuge and my fortress. In whom I will trust. That is the father we're talking about. He does not just give life. He sustains life. You share his life. <laughs> the life that is incorruptible. John chapter 5 verse 26 says, As the father has life in himself, so also has he given it to, what? to his son. John 5 26. We have passed from death to life. You have his life. Not just any kind of life. He is life. And there's something about the life that a father gives is authentic. You know, I shared the story in my first meeting. Let me share it again. Uh, when my kids were growing up, they were probably in elementary school then. Something happened and my daughter was saying, I don't, I don't like maths. I don't like maths. I hate maths. My son stood up. said, it's a lie. You know maths. Myself and my wife were looking at him. You know maths. You just don't know it. He said, daddy no maths. Mommy no maths. I know maths. You know maths. We didn't even have to say anything. We just kept quiet. And the same girl ended up going to Illinois Maths and Science Academy. She just graduated last month. And she had A's in all the math classes she took. But apparently there was a time she was almost believing a lie. So he took my son to address it. You know maths. Ah. Uh -uh. He runs in this family. We listen. Me and Matt, we are best friends. I know so much of Matt that in my form three, our teachers mistakenly set a question which was not meant supposed to be meant for our class for us. So it was something that was not in our syllabus. We had not covered it. So he, she mistakenly set it for us. So everybody was stranded. I was not stranded. I sat down, deduced a formula for what I've not been taught. So she realized later on that she had said the wrong question. That question was not for supposed to be a class. But going through the scripts of all the students, there was this student who had the solution. So she came to the class, the following lesson, I mean, uh, the following class. He said, by the way, I'm very sorry. That question was not supposed to be for you. But there's something strange. Who is so, 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 and so? How come you know it? 
where did you come up with this formula? I said, I looked at it and it came to me. In my school, there was no teacher for further maths, additional maths, whatever they call it those days. So most of my classmates could not do it. I registered for it in YEC. I self-taught myself and I ended up with a distinction. When I got to second year of pharmacy, I was depressed when I realized no more math, math classes. Because it was like they took my strength away from me. Till today, when people say maths is difficult, I can't understand. What is difficult in maths? Because me and maths, we have fun. I can spend hours working formulas, DYTS, integration, differentiation. It is natural. In fact, that was my strength to attract girls in part one in Ife. You will see girls around me because I must know it. And I always know it. So when I got to form two, I mean to part two, and there was no more, I said, ah, you know, I was very shy. What I could not say in words, the knowledge of maths said for me. I remember there was a kid that was always following me around without toasting her. That's the power of mathematics. So my son, and my son had had this story, and the mom too is, first, something else in maths. She did a master's in Cornell, computer engineering. So, you know, he runs in the family. Even me that did pharmacy, just to show my affinity for maths and anything engineering. I mean, I went to America, and I did system administration. I was certified. I was one of the first 500 people that Microsoft a system administrator in the world. I saw like as 2001. I'm a system engineer, system administrator, network plus is co-trained. And I'm supposed to be a pharmacist. And listen. Some of you are hearing some. I mean, it was just natural. So my son said, no, you know maths. And that was it. Everything switched. Although she's still very talented at wise. But that maths, my son woke it up that day. You know it. He's in the gene. He runs in the family. There's nobody in this family that doesn't know maths. A little boy knew enough to know that this thing runs. There's certain thing that runs in your family. Long life runs in your family. Oh, who am I talking to? I said long life runs in your family. Divine health runs in your family. Victory runs in your family. He said, whatever is born of God overcome it, the world. Hey! Is your right? He calls us joint heirs with Christ. So God has inheritance to share. And the same right that Jesus has to those inheritance you have. And now that Jesus has died, so there's a right to distribute the will. Get on your feet, everybody. Remind yourself all the time. Omo Baba Leminche. I know some of you don't know. I will teach you. Is it not strange that somebody who has been living in America for 23 years is the one coming to teach you your person? 
I don't know, know if you know that song. A few people. Now there's there's another one that attached to it. Say, Falala, Falala. Okay, lucky, lucky babes and guys. But did you get the did you get the gist? Stop carrying yourself like a failure. And listen, your problem is you have identified with your natural lineage too much. You are falsely supernatural before natural. He that is born of the flesh is flesh. He that is born of the spirit is spirit. Remind yourself, I'm not a failure. The heart is the Lord and the fullness thereof. Who told you you can't possess it? Your father owns it. The cattle upon a thousand hills are his. Silver and gold are his. Every space is his. his. Entertainment space. Political space. Technology space. Music space. Omo baba le minche. He did not bring you here to suffer. He said, let, let them have dominion. Uh, uh, let them dominate. I'm not ordinary. Talk to your neighbor. Say, neighbor. Uh, uh, just in case. You don't know me. Can I introduce myself? Oh, come on. Can I introduce myself? Oh, come on. Face your neighbor. Say, can I introduce myself? I am born of God. I'm the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. I'm the redeemed of the Lord. I'm blessed and not cause. I'm favored. Helped. And assisted. Hey! I'm not a failure. I'm not a hustler. Did you hear me? I said you are not a and you are not a we don't hustle. We we thrive. So the next time somebody say God bless my hustle, say ah uh, you have to be a hustler. So need your hustling to be. I'm not talking. Say I'm not a hustler. I'm a winner. Ah ah. Zakataya kataya. Makataya. I remember growing up. Anytime maybe I'm changing school, moving to a new class, my parents will sit me down early in the morning, six a.m. Say as you are going to this school. We want you to remember something. And they will say to Yoruba, Ronti omu eniti wonshe. 
So I came to Lekki this morning to remind somebody when you are going to work tomorrow, I'm not just talking about the surname you have. I'm talking about your heavenly father. You know, when Jesus eats this planet, something hits this planet. All his Jewish brothers and sisters could not understand him. Because he was talking on a higher level. They knew Jehovah. But here comes Jesus. He said, I and my father are one. They even took offense. How can you equate yourself with God? I'm not equating myself with God. I'm born of God. When you see a baby elephant, he's still an elephant too. Yes. Several years ago, I was in South Africa to preach. And after we had a few free days, so my wife and I, so my wife went to do all the female thing, you know, medical, medical, whatever, whatever. <laughs> Manicure. So I said, let's, let's go have fun. And I took my beer with me, Femi. So we got to this safari or whatever. No, no, this zoo in, in Johannesburg and it's a nice place. And they said, and I had said, there's a place you can go to to play with cops. Lion. Kekere. Femi said, sir, <laughs> can I not go? I thought nothing shall separate us. <laughs> he begged for his life. I don't know what came upon me. I entered into the den of lion. So they looked like dogs. But they were lions, cubs. And were playing with it. And I played with it. I even took a picture. And he was outside watching me. <laughs> Although after a while, I looked around. And I realized I was the only black man there. <laughs> black, black people. I looked around. Every other person around was not like me. But I did it. I'm not sure if I would do it again. It was just an anointing. I just felt, let me do. In fact, I put it on Facebook. Facebook, they shut it down. No? They said, they shut it down. This is a dangerous thing. But we played with cops. But really, they are lions. And maybe you are that cop today. It seems certain things can still play with you. Give me some time. Hey! Give me some time. Don't ever confuse me with a dog. I'm still a lion. I may look like a, a dog, but I'm more than a dog. You can play with a dog, but who plays with a lion? Do you know if I go back to South Africa, Maybe next month. And I asked for those cops I played with. They will tell me, Sir, Sir, not again. Maybe there are certain things playing around you right now. Because you are still a cop. But what they have forgotten is that you have the seed of a lion inside of you. A time is coming that those things will no longer be able to play with you. Because you would have grown into your full potential. I came to remind you of your fatherhood. The seed of God is in you. Dominion is in you. 
great capacities in you. I'm speaking to senators, to governors, to CEOs, Syria enterprise, people with Syria entrepreneurial capacity. Even that certificate that the school gave you does not describe you. What really describes you is God. So on these Father's Days, on this Father's Day, I came to tell you, Ronti, Omweniti, Wonshe. I feel like running all over this place. Philemon 1 6 says, Acknowledging all the th good things which are in you by Christ Jesus. Remind yourself. There was a time in this nation I was living in an uncompleted building. I was already in university. Things were tough, things were hard. But that, that, was, that was not me. I can go to that building now and buy it today. But there was a time I was living in that uncompleted building. But when the time came for me to buy a house in this country, I just saw it, say I want it. And the next time I came to the country, which is four months after, that was my house, fully paid for. But there was a time I was living in an uncompleted building. I wish I'm on Modangote. Which one carries more weights? I know myself. I'm not a failure. Whatsoever is born of God overcomes the world. The one that deposited the seed that makes me has not abandoned me. He put his spirit in me. So he's not an absentee father. He's still with me. And if God be for me, who can be against me? In all these things, we are more than conquerors because we are built. Someone say built to win. I'm not of you follow football. A few weeks ago, Champions League final. There is this interesting team called Real Madrid. Old Cagos, Marcelo, Benzema. 30, 30, 30, 30, 30 something. Hey, Modric, look at Modric. Guess what? They are supposed to be too old. And even if you watch that match very well, it was like they didn't play anything. In fact, the player on their side mostly was Kutos, their goalkeeper, flying like a bird all over the place. Ali, will you see them? 
around the 18-yard box of Liverpool. But guess what? Just because they have the DNA of victory, they knew how to win. With all the running of Salah, Mani, and those, uh, all of them, they could not score. I think, if I remember very well, two attempts. Is it two attempts that goes? Three attempts. I mean, for Maria Madrid. Three. And they score one. And they won. Anyway, but you know, it was not just a one-time thing. If you follow it very well, that's where they limited Barcelona. I mean, PSG, Man City, Chelsea. They will just play well for 15 minutes. And the rest of the match, they will play rubbish. But they won't know. If you have it, you have it. You know, for the last two weeks, my son has been arguing with me. No, uh, God is dead, he's not going to win. I said, ah, we are winners. Just because we are not in playoff the last two years, we were in rest. But now we have come out of rest. The same way Jesus lied down, came down and said, Storm, be still. With all the Shakara of Celtics, right in their backyard, we taught them lesson. I finished preaching in Adwe Kitty. I could not sleep. And they needed my faith. You know, that, that, that final match starts. I don't know if you watched it. You don't follow basketball. Thank God for the person. You have a gift for you. You watch it. Anyway, in the middle of the night, when men sleep, I could not sleep. So that anybody, the enemy will not so tears. The match started. Celtics were doing shakara. It was like uh, 52. And they said, nobody. Uh, I, in the name of Jesus. All of a sudden, there was a 21-0 run. And that was it. Oh, B, Kevin Durant. We thought we couldn't do it with you. We did it before you. And we do it after you. Alpha and Omega. But the point I'm trying to make is that, that team knows how to win. Even Clint Thompson is not the usual Clint Thompson. Uh, Raymond uh, Green, uh, Green has dropped form. But still, even Steph, look, he has dropped form. But still, there is that DNA of victory. And that's you. Lift up your two and shout, I'm a winner. Tell seven people, I don't know how to lose. Kosi memory me. Did you hear me? Kosi memory me. Kosi be. My mind is too renewed. My nature has renewed my mind. And that's what I'm helping you to do. The nature which is already yours in Christ Jesus. Let your mind be colored with your nature. If indeed you are risen with Christ, set your mind on those things which are above, not on the things we need. Have you been blessed this morning? This must be your best Father's Day.
So in spite of where you are, you are a winner. In spite of the stage and the face of life where you are in, you are a winner. Somebody shout, I am a winner. Come on, scream it. Say, I am a winner. Let the winners roar. Let the winners roar. Hey, you know, there's a song we used to sing. We know, hey, hey, we know. Now, this is where you are going to sing it. Assuming your name is Obi. We know. Oh, oh, Winner, winner, oh, oh, oh. Hobby, you don't win, oh. oh, yeah, put your name, put your name, come on. to reveal your fatherhood to you I declare as a father over this house that in this season every resemblance of failure of struggle of defeat in your life I declare eliminated I see you in a new season of victory. Winning beyond your wildest imagination. In the name of Jesus. Jump up and celebrate Jesus. We hope you've been richly blessed by this teaching from Kingswood Ministries International. Feel free to visit our website at kingswood.org for more inspiring teachings by Dr. K. Ijishasong. There you'd also find other helpful materials and further information about this ministry. God bless you richly.